I am Citizen 44. Hey everybody, Mark Ahrensberg here. Welcome to Citizen 44. This is show number 76. My guest today on the show is Christiana Cole. I met Christiana at Burning Man in 2004. Anybody who's been to Burning Man knows that I can't say words that can describe anything remotely pertaining to that experience. I'm just gonna tell you this. She was one of the most beautiful creatures on the playa. Not a man could walk by this woman without getting a second turn in. I got to hang out with her, photograph her, have an extraordinary experience with this woman. And yeah, there's that. Christiana's here, super cool. By the way, she is in a modeling contest to be on the cover of Maxim Magazine. Go right now to MaximCoverGirl.com backslash 2019 backslash Christiana, C-R-I-S-T-I-A-N-A dash Cole. There's only a few days left. This spectacular, incredibly talented mom, friend, person, warrior, princess, queen, woman, goddess must be on that cover. We must make that happen. Go do that while you're getting ready for the other stuff, which is a lot of other stuff coming too beforehand, which is three generations of my family. My daughter, Zoe, my sister, Rachel, and my mom are all gonna be on today's show. The trifecta, the golden triangle, strength, deity, power, the ladies in my family. I got bumped on the call with my mom. I got bumped. I got bumped by my mom. Who are you calling? Who are you looking for? Wait. What? Mm. Mom? Mm. Mom? Wait, let me swallow. What are you swallowing? Trying to swallow pills. What kind? That one was calcium. The next one is fish oil. The next one is cholesterol. Did you just get up? No. Oh. You're not having the mosquito problems we are out here, are you? Mosquito problems. I'm not aware of such things happening here or there. What's going on with the mosquitoes? I don't know, but they're not good mosquitoes, and I don't know if they're causing some physical problem or disease or something. It is said that they are our only natural enemy. We are their prey. So they could take us out, theoretically. You're okay if you don't wear perfume or cologne. Okay. It does draw them, like 10 miles. Wow. Any interesting plans on the agenda? Well, I think Rachel's going to come over tomorrow, and Haley. Yeah. Aaron's going to, I think, do dirt bike racing. Yeah, motocross racing. We'll have Rosh Hashanah dinner together or something. When is Rosh Hashanah? Tomorrow night. Okay. Happy Rosh Hashanah, Mom. Thank you, my love. You too. Is that Shana Tova? Is that what you say? Uh-huh. Shana Tova. I'm talking to Rachel today about what's happening with the power of a shower. Oh, very good. Mark, I have another call coming in. Can I take it? You're going to dump your son for another call? Yeah. What? 
me. Zoe. Zoe, what are you doing? I'm walking back to my dorm. I was at the beaver store. I picked up a hoodie. A hoodie? A hoodie. Is it raining? No, it will, though. At the game, it's going to rain. Are you going to the game? Yeah, free tickets. Cool. Who are the beavers playing? Stanford. Stanford. Cool. What time's the game? Four. Four. Cool. And who are you going with? Molly and her friend Natalia. Sweet. You're at college. Yep. How's college? Pretty good. What stuff are you doing today? Finish applying for jobs. You're applying for a job? Yeah. What kind of job? Work-study jobs. What does that mean? Part of my financial aid is work-study, so I get a job on campus, and then I use that money to pay for college. Cool. What kind of job opportunities are there? A variety. I'm mainly applying for office jobs, essentially the equivalent of a receptionist. Okay. One is at the pool and one is at the agricultural center. Ah. I'm applying to both of them. You're a new student, you've only been there a week, and you have no declared major. Nope. You get to do whatever you want. This is my thing. I'm going to do it my way. Yeah. I'm going to do it my way. Basically. Pretty much everybody that I've mentioned to that you had gone off to college and they've asked what your major was, I tell them she's taken this exploratory year and she can evolve into something instead of making a statement that she's going to have to retract potentially. Yeah. You had a meditation class on Thursday, but you were sent to a gymnastics class. Yeah. Well, I was suspicious about it, but it was an email from my teacher, so that can't be wrong. There's one of your first lessons. Even teachers can be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. What was your favorite class last week? I liked my education class. It's called the Purpose, Structure, and Function of Education in a Democracy. We talked a lot about the problems in our education system, and it was really, really interesting. And another really interesting thing is about the SATs is people in really rich areas have a disproportionate amount of people with labeled quote-unquote disabilities for when they take the SAT, and it's kind of weird. It's like, why are all these rich kids quote-unquote disabled? And it's because you get twice as long to take the SAT if you have a disability. Their parents are completely working the system from the get-go. We talked a lot about, or basically like a plutocracy. What is that word? Plutocracy. P-L-U-T-O-C-R-A-C-Y. Plutocracy. It means the rich rule. Well, that's the way it is. You're at a cool school, though. Everyone I've spoken to and mentioned that you're there unanimously have said it's a really great place to go to school. Yeah, I like it so far. Are you meeting any nice people? Have you met any people? Mainly just the people from my hall. So you have Ellie and Sonia next door, right? You guys share a bathroom. Yeah, and then there are four girls across the hall that I met too. Did you guys go have dinner together? Yep, we did because our hall is smaller than all the other ones because we're on the first floor. It's only one wing versus three wings. So we only have eight girls total. Where'd you guys go to dinner? Arnold Hall. Where's that? It's by Reeser Stadium. Is that the football stadium or the baseball stadium? That's the football stadium. Okay. The one that's being noisy right now. I don't know if you can hear it. I can't. They're getting ready. Yeah. 
The big sports program there is not football, it's baseball. Yeah, that's true. This will be your first football game. That's super fun. Yeah. Big, exciting stuff. And you said they're playing Stanford? Yeah. We're supposed to shake our asses at people. My daughter is not shaking her ass at anybody unless she's being paid. (laughs) You, like, shake your beaver tail or whatever. Everyone's supposed to turn around and shake your ass at them or something. Well, that'll be fun. Do you have a school song? Uh, probably. I don't know it, though. What are your school colors? Orange and black. Oh, you guys are Halloween. Basically, yes. Please, Zoe, party responsibly. That's all I ask. Okay. Thank you for giving us a little lowdown on the hoedown over there at Oregon State University. Yep. Love you, Zozo. Love you, too. See you, Sailor. Can you say revolution? Can you say revolution? A looking. Nice job. Again. A looking. I was, I am not that which I am not your possession. I've got my own obsession. It's all about the revolution. I know you don't understand, but then I, I never did. I never saw man. I never needed anybody else You know I am an artist and a musician What does that mean? I don't know and I don't give a damn I just want to tell you I am a revolution I am a revolutionary Christiana? Hey, been like, I don't know, 10 years? (laughs) Burning Man ended 12 days ago. We met 15 years ago, 2004, and... uh, Yes, I was a baby then. Me too. Yes. I've been thinking about the whole Burning Man and that trippy event that we attended together and all those things. Awesome. Good to hear your voice. Very cool to hear your voice as well. This is Christiana Cole. Christiana and I 
were camp mates at Burning Man in 2004. That was your first Burning Man, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Have you gone since? I went back in 2006. I had made this pact with myself that I would continue to go for the rest of my life every other year. And I went one more time. I'd like to go again at least once. I'm hoping to go in 2020 if everything works out. You're in some kind of modeling contest for Maxim Magazine. Is that what that is? Yes. I was just scrolling on Instagram one day and there's a submit yourself. I'm like, why the hell not? So I did it on a whim, went for it, and it's been super fun. I've been reconnecting with people and meeting a lot of new people. And for the most part, it's been a positive experience and all votes are super appreciated. I'd love, love, love to at least make it to the top 100. I think it's great exposure for some of the other things I do. And most of the time you don't see women like that doing art and music and healing and being a mother and everything else that comes with being a woman. And I think for women, a lot of times there can be a stigma with being a mother. I got one comment, which was, oh my gosh, you're a mother? Like a mother has no right to enter a Maxim Magazine contest. I've gone through my trials and tribulations, and I feel like I'm rising from the ashes. We are one and the same Tangled worlds Crossing paths Rising out from the flames Fighting hate Healing pain I thought I was a very conscious human being and then trauma hit, you go through things in life, you realize where you're still asleep, and I just reawoke, and I'm just trying to say yes to life and take on all the opportunities without fear, doing what sparks inspiration and desire to move forward, as opposed to staying in bed and saying, I'm not going to give that a shot. Tell me about being a mother. How old are your boys? Kingston just turned 13 and Jack just turned eight. Kingston's really trying to find his independence right now. and It's one of those things I'm trying to stay on top of a little more than he's comfortable with because it's just a crazy world right now. They can just go to the skate park and do drugs or whatever else is available to them at 13. He's a skateboarder. He loves to skate. He's very intelligent, goes to a great school. Jeff, pure love, energy. He's really wonderful, very creative and expressive, very androgynous in some ways. Sort of reminds me of David Bowie in the way that he expresses himself. He's just precious. Anytime he gives me a hug, I, I feel something I don't get to feel usually. The other thing is I started doing production design on movies and things like that. And for some weird reason, I just took the route of calling myself CJ Cole. I don't know if it was because I was still thinking that there's discrimination with women, but I have been approached in a different way, just taking on a name like CJ Cole instead of Christiana. I'm enjoying getting more into production design and art direction. I'd love to art direct more music videos. I'm currently in the process of teaching myself all I can so I can make my own movies. What's going on with you in the music world? 
I took on a job drumming for a band called Lozen. Things are taken off pretty quickly because it's very well connected and looks like we have some upcoming opportunities, potentially getting on film and an arena stage. And Sage sings incredibly. She's Native American and super beautiful. You can check her out at Sage Bond on Instagram, but you can also see our band's page at Mosin underscore band. For some reason, every time I drum, I end up doing the double bass at the end of the song because I like the drama. I like to raise the excitement think go places emotionally as a drummer so people just tend to think that I'm a heavy drummer. I'm just trusting the process to see where it goes. I hope that we will be classified as something other than metal. I'm not sure where you can place it. We're starting to record in the studio and all of the musicians are really great. One of the other guys is from the reservation and actually another dude is far away too so sometimes people have to drive five hours. It's quite a commitment. I also took up a role drumming for a burlesque rock and roll group. It's a burlesque troupe, but we're doing a rock and roll evening where we just do rock and roll covers. It's a great show. It's a lot of fun. You're from Mexico City, right? Yes, originally from Mexico City. I'm one of 13 close first cousins. We grew up together being really creative, putting on shows over the summers. I moved from Mexico City when I was about three years old to live in Miami, Florida. I considered Mexico second home because I went there almost every Christmas or every summer, and I spent quite a few months every year in Mexico. My grandmother's since passed, so it's been a very strange experience. I have not gone back to Mexico since she has passed, and I'm hoping to go back soon. My grandmother is the matriarch of the family, and she was really the glue. So once she passed away, I think the legacy sort of fizzled out. But I think it's so important for my children to also grow up with that culture. It did me so much good. One of the most beautiful cultures I know. Just how expressive it is, and how people kiss hello, and it's just very genuine. And I think the language itself is from the heart. I do miss it. Just need to get on a plane and go. I ended up moving to Phoenix, Arizona, and I went to high school here. And then I went to U of A for college. I got a full-ride scholarship to San Francisco Art Institute, and I don't know where my life would have gone if I took that, but I didn't take that because I had school paid for, but not living, and I didn't want to have to work and go to school. So I chose to follow in my mother's footsteps. She went to U of A for a while and then studied art in Italy. My mother was one of the first women fighter pilots to fly with the Blue Angels, and she was a commander of Civil Air Patrol. I had a lot of different kinds of influences. Mm. 
my grandmother in Mexico City is a very well-known landscape artist and had close ties to Frida Kahlo and Diego Rivera and Irene Dibujo. A lot of people don't know about, but she's a phenomenal artist and it's just a matter of time before she's fully discovered. What was your dad doing at that time? He's always been in sales and he's always been his own boss. I don't even know what my father was selling in the very beginning, but he's a phenomenal salesman and went on to run his own business. And now he does borderland imports or exports and helps out as well with renewable energy equipment. That's something that's been in my family for a long time. My grandfather's pioneered the wind generator in Mexico. My grandmother is originally from Arizona. And her grandfather was young, and he used to own pretty much all of Phoenix at one point. He was a cattle rancher. My grandmother met my grandfather, who was a Mexican citizen, and she gave up her U.S. citizenship because she fell in love with the culture in Mexico and that's where she wanted to live, and that's who she loved. At the time, I don't think you could choose dual citizenship. My grandmother was like an encyclopedia when it came to Mexican history. It was amazing speaking to her. are where it's at. Establishing something as simple as drinking water before anything else when you wake up. Having a morning ritual. I'm getting back into that. I love coffee. I do decaf though. Sometimes half-calf because I don't want adrenal burnout. Well, you seem like a healthy person and you're raising two boys. You've been with the same man for a couple of decades now. I'm married to Gardner Cole. He's in the music industry, always has been. He's doing a lot more now with real estate and developing some entrepreneurial ideas. He's primarily known as a songwriter. He wrote Open Your Heart for Madonna and You Are My Everything for Jody Watley. He's worked with a number of really amazing artists and he continues to do so. Right now he's helping somebody called Bobani, who's great. And we're starting to work together a little more, teaching myself Pro Tools. Finally, I don't know how I've been married to him forever and didn't do this. I feel like I made the mistake of putting my career and my work in other people's hands so often in my lifetime. So when you go through things, you get to the place where that's over. And you're not doing that anymore. And it's very empowering to take full responsibility for your life. I find it interesting that there's adults walking around who blame everyone else for everything. I think it's easy to do when you are truly a victim, but even if you are truly a victim, I think people have to rise above any kind of victimhood in order to function in a healthy way. choices create our destiny. So really understanding that even the smallest of choices can have a large impact. Even happiness is a choice. When you're stuck in depression, you don't want to hear any of that. You just don't think that that's even a possibility. But I think that when you really truly start taking responsibility for your own life and you see the power of your choices, then you can just choose happy or choose forgiveness. For me, I can just say, yeah, choose happy. But I'm quite a melancholy person in some respects, and I'm very empathic, feel things a lot. 
So for me, I had to really look at myself, look at the dark side of humanity, look at the dark side within myself to pull out the diamonds and to rise from the ashes. People can get to that happy place doing inner child work or going within and sitting with an upset feeling and allowing yourself to feel fear. So many people run from fear, but I think that if we can sit with our fears and just call them out by name, see why they make us feel the way they feel, all of a sudden these fears, it's not even there. I really truly believe that by looking at those fears and experiencing those fears fully, we allow ourselves to let them go. And that's part of the process to happy for me is just being able to do the deep and meaningful work. Some people can just choose happy and that's great, but for others, I think that we need to get real with ourselves. Sometimes it takes trauma to make the unconscious conscious, but it doesn't have to take trauma. Take your mind off of what's not working and put it onto what's working. And of course, we need contrast to show us what we don't want so that we can get to what we do want. Sometimes we don't know everything we do want. Like, I know I love to make music. I know I love to do art. And I don't always know exactly what I want. But I know that taking a step forward with those desires opens more and more opportunities to play in this field and co-create with others on a similar vibration. I think I've always been a nonconformist, and that was something that I really was fueled by. I don't know what that was. I just didn't feel like I fit in. And I think maybe being from Mexico City and just having a different understanding of things. Also, being a light worker as a child, wanting to help heal people or inspire. Going through school was quite the process. When I did move to Arizona, I had a different understanding of what cool was. Being cool was always important to me. So... I was a D student, wearing braids in my hair. I came from a primarily black school, and I don't know if you're familiar with magnet programs, but they bus in the white kids to these different neighborhoods to have more integration. Those were the kind of schools that I had been going to. I landed in Litchfield Park, Arizona, which was primarily white. And I had all this Mexican history, and I was a little white girl that dressed and acted like a black girl. <laughs> so I had to learn real quickly what cool was in suburban white America. And I remember that being a very formative year for me, questioning why I wanted to fit in. And then I just wasn't completely fulfilled as I went through high school, and I ended up going to another magnet program for my senior year in South Mountain and the same situation there. There was just a lot of black and Mexican culture and not the safest school either. I remember a few drive-by shootings. As long as the artists hung out with the artists because they taught so many amazing programs there. I got thousands of dollars worth of photo equipment, photography equipment, art equipment. So it was sort of enticing people to come over there, but also the phenomenal art school. And I had wished that I'd done that for four years. These programs are out there. They're available. I highly suggest them because you get a lot of equipment and resources as an artist that you wouldn't normally find in a public school. I remember experimenting with the rebellious side. I got into punk music for a while. In the early stages of high school, I was flyering for becoming a vegan all over this primarily Mexican-American school and chicks are like, mm-mm, no you ain't. And I'm like, don't eat meat. <laughs> it's funny because I feel like I was such an inspiration for so many people and they rebelled against me and they would put me down. And 
talk shit, but at the end of the day, I look back and some of these people that I thought didn't approve of me are now living these incredible lives. One of the guys went to live in a tree with his family and went to organic gardening. I'm not even doing what I preached in high school, but I had an effect. I was able to influence. I remember by senior year, I was hanging out with gutter punks under the bridge downtown. I don't even know what I was searching for. I don't know what I needed, but there was a point where it was at a naked aggression show. A fight broke out, and that was that. I was like, why am I here? This isn't even who I am. I used to love stage diving. I used to love rock and roll. The Silver Dollar Club was one of the first clubs downtown Phoenix to bring in cool acts like Green Day and Nirvana. And for a little while, we were painting some murals down there, which was home for these types of bands back then. It's been all over the place, but it's been quite a journey. And at some point, I realized I needed to just be here. So I went off to college and got more into the hippie thing, doing a lot of soul searching, spiritual work, followed a few gurus, did yoga, played at coffee shops, that kind of thing. And then I started in a band called Womb Warriors to Make Believe, an acronym w.o.m.b. And I started that with Martique and my sister. And we had a really good run. And it was super fun. We were kind of like a female art rock nirvana type thing. Some people call this goddess rock. For the time, what we were doing was pretty amazing. And I think if we were doing what we were doing then now, there's just no doubt that we would have gotten to what other people might call famous. It would be so much easier now with social media. At a time when we didn't really have social media, I was doing a lot of flyering and email came on the scene and I was emailing record companies and they're like, yeah, we know about you keep doing what you're doing. We're watching you guys. And it was a lot of fun. And then after the band broke up, Martique moved. And I think that's when she went to Ashland. I did a couple other projects with other bands. Ended up joining a heavy metal goth band called Blessed Be Thy Name. I didn't know how to play double bass at the time, so I started learning that. I was an art director for a multimedia company at the time, so I'd come home and just go straight to band practice and every night work my butt off. And at the same time, I was having fun because Bloom was a very serious band. We didn't do drugs. We didn't take any alcohol whatsoever. I think just reliving the band thing with this crazy band. I didn't do drugs. I think I was the only one that wasn't doing drugs. And then the lead singer ended up going to jail. This band was pretty big and they had a serious shot and DreamWorks was looking to find them and a very interesting experience. <laughs> so I had a lot of things happen in between and then I got the band back together again and it became seven women. So we started doing Womb again and Womb had a lot of fans. So these women were really honored to be a part of the new incarnation of Womb. And Martique wasn't there, so that was kind of a bummer, but we had a lot of fun and some of the same things that happened with the first run happened again. And I think when you're dealing with multiple personalities and self-sabotaging behavior and maybe just not really wanting it, I always gave 110% to my musical projects to the extent where I had been offered a role in a series. 
I turned it down to do this gothic band at the time. And this is going way back to when I was starting with Blessed Be Thy Name. I had a decision to make because back then I felt like, oh, everyone's telling me I can't do it all. So I said no to the acting so that I could focus solely on music. I kind of wish now that I hadn't listened to that advice because some people are just that way and you can do it all. How did drums come into play for you? My earliest memories were doing some bongos at my house. I always felt like the drums were really sacred, the instrument for me. And I think I was 14 when I got my first drum kit, the super beater. After school, I would drum on it. Never took it seriously, but I just thought it was fun. When Womb was getting together, I was playing guitar and writing my own songs. And the three of us got together, said we wanted to do this project and we needed a drummer. So I said, I'll do it. So I just started to take it more seriously and taught myself how to play. I took a few lessons later in life, but I'm primarily self-taught. My gift is channeling drums, and when I play, it's a little different. It's a sacred experience for me. I get really into it. I don't know how to explain it. So it's not so much of a technical thing, but more of a, a dramatic expression of what's within. So your life is good. Oh yeah, moving forward. Launching Rockets of Desire, so to speak. Hoping to paint more. I have a gallery exhibition coming up in Scottsdale, Arizona, and just pursuing the music. I secretly have a huge desire to do my own album, so I'm singing more, and I'm starting to play more guitar, and I'm just sort of resurrecting some of these old songs that never saw the light of day, and also writing from this new place and from the experience that I have gone through, hoping that if for nothing else, it's just very therapeutic, and I feel it's important for me to do this. So I'm teaching myself how to get that done as well. It's an honor to have reconnected with you. I have nothing but fond memories of my very first Burning Man and sharing a lot of that with you. It would not have been what it was without you. So likewise, and it's such an honor to talk with you and to have you ask me to be on your show. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, Christiana. I appreciate it. All the best to you and your family and keep in touch. Likewise, thank you so much. Sister Sunday. What's up? What's up, Sister Sunday, on a Saturday? Working on power of a shower. I think I did about seven loads of laundry today for shower service. Who's laundry and who gets what? We put up on Facebook and within our local communities that we're looking for clothing. And between Haley, my daughter, your niece, and Aaron, my husband, and I, we each do pickups during the week at these houses. We call them porch pickups, clothing donations, and toiletry donations. I bring them home and then I wash everything. 
And then I have big bins for all the different types of clothing, whether it's men's or women's. I fold everything and I sort everything. Then I fill these tabs up with clothes for shower service. And we let the people go through and take what they want. I was in Los Angeles not so long ago and got to have some fun with you guys, cleaning the bathrooms and meeting people and having really some deep conversations. You'd never know who you're talking to. What kind of numbers are you running through there on a Thursday now? Well, we've picked up Tuesdays now as well. So we shower anywhere between 30 and 50, but we see probably anywhere between 50 and 100 people come through. And everybody that comes through that doesn't get a shower will get a hygiene kit, which includes a washcloth, bar soap, body wash, shampoo, conditioner, lotion, razor, Q-tips, toothpaste, toothbrush, and floss. And then we also give everybody socks, thanks to Bombas. B-O-M-B-A-S dot com. Bombas. Bombas provides socks for us to give to our guests, so we get lots of socks. Pyavis Insurance Services is a sponsor for the underwear, so anybody who comes through can at least get underwear, socks, and a hygiene kit if they don't get a shower. Anybody who gets a shower will get socks, underwear, and then we put clothes out. Everybody gets 15 minutes. I call it the three S's, shit, shower, and shave. We've got toilets, sinks, and full shower stalls. We're going to start dropping clothes three times for shower service at 9, 10, 30, and 12. And then people will be able to come and just rummage through. Everything's clean. We've got a little bit for everybody. Hopefully everybody will be able to walk away with some clean clothes for the day or the next few days. They live on the boardwalk where they live in the encampment near Third and Rose. And they're living in tents, but there's really no peace. So this is actually a place for them to close the door and have 15 minutes of peace to use however they want. Before they go in for shower service, the shelf outside on the trailer has standard-sized bottles of shampoo and conditioner and lotion and shaving cream and baby powder, hydrogen peroxide and alcohol you name it. So they get what anybody else would expect if they walk into a high-end hotel bathroom. We pass out brushes and we have belts and this next week we'll have shoes. We just want to make sure that everybody has everything they need to sustain out there while they have to be out there. How many hours are you there? We get there between 8 and 8.30 and we leave between 1.30 and 2. Wherever we're providing shower service is a peaceful area. Our guests respect us. I've never had any concerns in any of the shower services I've had that something was going to go down. You become familiar with them and you become friends with them and then you feel like you become family with them and then you don't see them for a couple weeks and then you hear they have ALS. 
where they're dying in the hospital and you don't know what hospital they're at, it becomes very difficult because you're not sure where to draw the line. You don't want to get too personal with them. And then on the other hand, how can you not get too personal with them? When they come for shower service, they usually stay all day or they stay close by all day and they joke around with us and they tell us about their upbringing and their lifestyle and the jobs they've had. So it gets a little bit deeper and we get a little bit closer, but that's part of what we love about being out there is peeling the layers back and just getting to really know these people, brothers and sisters and mothers and fathers and daughters and sons. We're those people for them and we love it. The space where we have been for the last year, we were hooking up to the bathrooms at the end of one rose in Venice Beach in the Venice Beach parking lot. They started construction and they're tearing that whole bathroom down, which means that we lost our water source and sewage drain. Before they started construction, the city and the county ensured that contractors came in and they created a new sewage line and a new water connection for us so we could continue to do shower service in that same parking lot, just moved over a little bit. So everybody's on board. They know that we're in the middle of a health crisis. If we can't keep these people clean and we're the people that were trained to do it and we love doing it. So that's why now we're going to be picking up Tuesdays and temporarily on third and rows as well. How do you make this big enough to really accommodate the catastrophic numbers of people that really require the service? We're focused on showering who we can shower. I will tell you, we have been approached by a couple of people just through email. How do we do this? We refer them to the people we learned from, which is Lava May, based out of San Francisco. Lava May, like lava coming out of a volcano. LavaMay.org. L-A-V-A-M-A-E dot O-R-G. LavaMape has a program that specifically teaches people how to replicate what they did. We are their flagship replicators. We're running our own shower service now as a result. So if people do get in touch with us and they think it's really neat and they're interested in doing something like this on their own, we would refer them directly over to LavaMape because they trained us. Do you have any upcoming special events? On October 25th in West LA, they're having a big event for, it's a Homeless Connect Day. Same thing, a lot of services out there, so when the guests come, they not only get a shower, but tackle other issues like getting their driver's license or getting tickets cleared up or getting medicine, whatever it is that they need. There's a barrage of services available for them, including getting housing and how to get started with all that stuff. We get invited to a lot of those events. We're trying to get as many people as we can. Do listeners best serve you? By all means, going to our website, The Power of a Shower, and making a donation. You can go to our Amazon wish list. One of our biggest needs is underwear. We spend about $1,000 a month on underwear. Ongoing costs that we have for insurance and propane, which heats the water and all the supplies and everything that goes along with shower service. It all helps. And then if anybody wants to volunteer, they would click on the volunteer button and it would take you to the Time Counts volunteer page for the Power of a Shower and you would register and then pick a day you want to volunteer 
and come join us and see what it's all about. Beyond words and super cool. Happy Rosh Hashanah, Shashashashana. Yeah, Shana Tova to you and have fun with mom and dad. And Aaron's going to do a little uh, motocross business during that time. Yep, exactly. Get your motocross on. All right. Love you, Rachel. Thank you, Rachel. Love you too. Talk to you later. Okay, bye. Bye. Well, that's the show. I hope you enjoyed it. It was super fun having Christiane on the show. She's so multi-dimensional. I really didn't know her before we went to Burning Man and didn't really know much about her during Burning Man. And I know quite a bit more about her now, but uh, it's amazing how little we know about most people we think that we know. We don't know anything. Anyway, it was great to have her on the show. I want to thank... Rachel for coming on, talking about the power of a shower. Such a fantastic thing she's doing. You get a couple dozen of those trailers out there doing stuff like that. Things are going to shift. Good on you, Rachel, Aaron, and Haley for making that happen. I want to thank Zoe for giving me a call on her walk back to her dorm there on campus first week at OSU, Oregon State University. I also want to thank my mom for jumping on a call with me and uh, bumping me. Citizen 44 with Mark Ahrensberg is a listener-supported presentation. Thank you so much for listening. You can find this show on iTunes, Stitcher, CastBox, and other fine podcast-related dispensaries. Thank you so much again. You can find shows also at citizen44.com. Don't be afraid to subscribe to CastBox. Go to CastBox and become a subscriber. It would be much appreciated. Hey, have a good rest of your Sunday and have a good week next week. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. To find out more about Christiana Cole, visit her online at christianacole.com. That's C-R-I-S-T-I-A-N-A, Cole, C-O-L-E, dot com. Powerofashower.org. I want to wish a belated happy birthday to Mr. Alan Hicks. Alan turned 71 on Saturday, September 28th. Happy 71st birthday to you, Alan. Thank you so much for being a part of the whole thing, dude. Happy Passover to my Judaic brothers and sisters. Quick shout out to my boy, Samuel Newton Ahrensberg, hanging out up there in the Santa Cruz Mountains, getting his adventure on. Enjoy that, son. Thank you, Sam, Zoe, and Val. If whatever you're doing is not working, there's one way you can change that, and that's to change what you do, 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 change what you do. Yes. I am Citizen 44. It's just around the corner. Halloween by Womb.
had a razor. Halloween.